And welcome on in, everybody, to the Check Your Brain podcast here on Patreon. Thank you for your patience with me of not having a podcast out since, gosh, Thursday. Now it's Tuesday. Five days without me? Goodness gracious, what is wrong with me? But uh, I was over in uh, Detroit for the weekend in the D and uh, went to go see the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. My buddy got the tickets last October because he's a big fan of the Strokes, and they opened the show, and they're all right. I don't, I'm not really a fan of theirs. Chili Peppers, very mild, um, slow set list. They played that song, Universally Speaking, which is not necessarily a hit. And uh, a lot of them are like, wow, they played that, they played that. We start going over other set lists that they've had in other cities, and you're like, ah, we kind of got the weakest one. Damn it. Oh, well. That's okay. It was, uh, it, it, they sounded good. It just, it, uh, yeah, could have been better. Could have been a lot better, but I was in Detroit and spent the whole day on Monday in Detroit, so that's why we didn't do Mondays with Mazer. With me, Tony Mazer, by the way. And uh, so we did Tuesdays with Tony with Chad, putting it out for free, so it'll be on my normal podcast, too, the free ones for tomorrow. But this one, of course, behind the paywall, where I could talk about anything and everything. Here on this, uh, I'm doing a, an Ask Me Anything later this week. If anybody wants to send me and shoot me, message me questions about anything in my life, in my work life, love life, um, philosophy on certain things, anything, I know. <laughs> my boob man or a butt man. We were at, speaking of that, we were at a <laughs> we we're at a bar on Monday in Detroit. It's called the Old Miami. It's a cool bar. And there were these two girls that were there, and one was, eh, was a fat girl. The other one was probably, she, was, she wasn't bad. She was just a five, a solid five. And these, this group of guys who were by a campfire that wasn't lit, but there was a campfire outdoor setting. And this guy just yells over to this one girl and says, you know, trying to bring her over. You know, you, like, hey, you want to you drink? You want to come over? You know, that, isn't that normal? He says, hey, bring those boobs over here. You go, ah, okay, sure. I mean, I'm not a feminist and, you know, Me Too movement. I'm like, oh, that's that's an interesting way of courting a woman. But she didn't go home with him, at least not to my association. At least that, that I know. <laughs> but I was up in Detroit. Here's what's interesting. So I, this is how I wanted to start the podcast, and we'll talk about some of the other things. So Detroit as a lot of people know about, was once known as the Paris of the West. And it was, or the or of America, or whatever it was. And the Corktown district isn't because they made cork for anything. It was from Cork County, the county of Cork in Ireland. And so when the Great Potato Famine occurred in the 1800s, there was a mass migration to the United States, and a lot of them ended up in Detroit, along with a heavy German population. And so, of course, Detroit, basically their whole town prided themselves on, hey, we make cars here and we make car parts and everything. It was almost as if they didn't realize that other towns in America were going to make cars. like, And then also internationally, that they thought, oh, well, if we're going to have jobs for life. We're going to be in the driver's seat, no pun intended, here. <laughs> oh, Wait a second. Wait, what? Alabama's getting a car plant, and Mexico, and overseas. Uh, oh shit! 
And then kind of Detroit started really going down because that was their industry. It was steel and uh, automotive. And, uh, and then, of course, racial tensions in the 60s, causing a lot of white flight to the point where you had the Detroit Lions and the Pistons ended up playing. They were the Detroit-themed teams, but they didn't actually play in Detroit. And they had to go way out of town to Pontiac and to Auburn Hills. And in the last, because I remember going to Detroit for my dad's softball tournaments, and he used to play up at near the fairgrounds and these dusty old fields. And he was it just, I remember just being a shithole in Detroit. And it even up until about like 2009, 2010, when I would go up there, I mean, you're talking about Bosnia, just bombed out buildings and, I'm glad they were able to, in this restoration period, that they have hung on to a lot of the old architecture here. But, my God, I mean, Detroit has turned around, but this is where you get into that trouble and that conversation about gentrification. And this is what this is what pisses me off about gentrification. So, so they're mad that the white people left. You had the white flight in a lot of major cities in the 60s and the 70s. And then when white people want to move back... They're like, oh, but but you can't do certain things. And this is when they start talking about food deserts. This I love this topic here, food deserts. You say, well, how come in poor and black communities that there are, that you don't have uh, better food places and health food and this, this, and this? And why do, why do we only have Popeyes and rallies and checkers and White Castle? Well, because anytime they do put a Whole Foods or a Panera Bread in, you have a contingent of the community that comes out and says, we don't want your gentrification. Go back and, uh, you know, cultural appropriation. This is So then they leave. Or the store is there, and either nobody goes there or they continue to get robbed. And then they're like, well, what happened to the Whole Foods? Well, I, well, I used to shop there. It was a great place, and now it's gone. Yeah, you want to know why? <laughs> <laughs> you really you really want to have that conversation? So it's a lose-lose battle. So what do you do? You just say, okay, well, Whole Foods, we're just going to go into white neighborhoods. Is that really what the, is that, is that the answer you want? Is that good? Well, because they're not getting robbed as much. <laughs> Let's be honest here. But uh, that's the one problem with these cities like Detroit and Cleveland and Toledo and Youngstown and Flint, Michigan, and Gary, Indiana, of trying to rebound these towns. I think one of the big problems with Midwestern cities, the only ones that have really rebounded have colleges nearby. And that's the truth. And I think with Detroit, it, at least there's a little bit with Ann Arbor not being all that far away. But you think about it, you know, Columbus, Ohio is a massive high-tech town. And why is that? Because you have a massive high-tech college that's there, and people will say, hey, you know what? I kind of like this area. Let's just live here. So they stay there after graduation, and they don't go anywhere. But other towns are very commuter-based when they have their colleges. I have that down the road here in Akron, Ohio. They're like, oh, what's it going to take to bring people into downtown? Uh, so what, you think you're going to put a craft beer bar and expect that these Gen Z are like, oh, great, here's a place I can buy CBD oil, and here's a place I can get a, a vape cartridge. Great. That's going to really attract... No. They go to school, and then they go back to the suburbs, or they just move out entirely. They're not going to downtown Akron. They're not going to these downtown areas. It's just, it's not the case. I, I was in Morgantown. I was in Morgantown a few years ago, and that's, a, again, another college town that has kind of done their own thing, and it's... It, you have, like, one half of the town is kind of nice and um, 
It's where the, all the shopping is, and they've really revitalized it right along the freeway off uh, I-79. And then there's the downtown area, which is kind of rustic, uh, the home of Don Knotts. There's even a Don Knotts statue there. So I think it all depends on where you're located. And Detroit really doesn't have – they have colleges, but it's not a college town. So it's taken them a little bit to rebound. I know it was messaging with Judy, Patreon supporter Judy, Motor City Judy, and she's like, it just bothers me with the – uh, banners they keep putting up on the buildings. Yeah, it's to hide the fact that rent is too damn high there and people don't w- want to pay that much for a hotel. So, or, or hotels or apartments or just any type of uh, downtown city living. So, but Detroit, I mean, look, it, it's turned around. They have a rail line, they have culture, they have, you know, your white hipsters wearing masks everywhere and your. You know, the trans community and the LGBTQ+, uh, the Pride Progress flags all over the place, whatever. It's, it's so it's so close to Canada, I don't really expect anything else, but it's, it's done better. Cleveland's done better, but you have to. That's the one thing. I was telling my buddy, who's a, he works in community development for a suburb uh, not far from me, and these towns cannot afford to be shitholes anymore because of the Instagram age. They have to do something. You can't... That's where I guess the, you know, the nose-ring, blue-haired lesbians, they-thems, you have to hire them because they do have some ideas of trying to fix things up in a downtown, so... I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. I'm not a city planner. I don't give a fuck. I like living in the suburbs. I like the fact that I can hear the highway when I'm recording this podcast, and if I don't have leaves on the tree, I can see things like a cracker barrel near me. <laughs> As I was, t- I was uh, messaging Kevin Brennan one time because he, he loves Cracker Barrel. I don't get it, but I, I suppose if you live in New York and New Jersey, it's not a lot of Cracker Barrels. That's it, what you have when you're on the road. And you're in these kind of dumpy towns. And I said, you know, we have within 25 miles of each other have like four Cracker Barrels. So come on back to the funny stuff. All right, what is going on today in the news? Um, oh, God. Uh, so, you know, you talk about what's been happening in these cities. And I tell people in the suburbs, you know, I like living in the suburbs. People have guns. People are a lot nicer out here. You know, not as, not as much crime. We enjoy ourselves. That's fine. If you want to live in a city, that's okay. It's just understand that, yeah, you're going to probably have to deal with... Uh, you know, a, a lot of elements in living in a city. But if you have kids, you kind of have to move to the suburbs. There's no reason for it. But the problem is you have these suburban Karens, these moms that watch CNN and listen to Dr. Fauci, and they have a, a notorious RBG t-shirt they wear, or they, have a, they wear their mask everywhere that says, like, nevertheless, she persisted or whatever. And they're the ones who kind of listen to this propaganda, this this garbage that's been coming out and here's more propaganda this came out over the weekend this was on cbs the morning show with gail king and famed newsman nate burleson former (laughs) detroit lions wide receiver listen to this garbage 
new study showing how climate change, specifically higher temperatures, is making our children uh, more inactive and more obese. The study published in a journal Temperature found today's children are 30% less aerobically fit than their parents were at their age. Fewer children are reaching the World Health Organization's recommendation of 60 minutes of exercise a day. Now, listen, it has been a lot hotter, hotter, and the weather has been crazy. But I think it also has to do with technology, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it's one thing not to go outside, but these kids don't go outside because they can stay inside, <laughs> be on their phones, play video games, and be social without having to go outside and be social. Okay. Well, first of all, biggest cr criticism of that is if you're trying to be a newsman, you should probably not stammer and stutter and try to learn your teleprompter. Yes, I stammer and stutter. I hate the fact that I do it. I'm also not a newsman. I'm an asshole podcaster. Uh, if you're Nate Burleson, who, yes, he is not a newsman. He's a former NFL player. Uh, look, I get it. That's what they're trying to, CBS is trying to do with ABC is doing with Michael Strahan. Oh, let's get a former athlete. To, it's just like the old days when we would have uh, Mr. Papadopoulos, uh, <laughs> Alex Karras, and uh, uh, Joe Gargiola, and every. Okay, I, I get it, but whatever. Uh, climate change is leading to obesity with kids. Now, no, it's not. Short answer, no. This is, as I said on Twitter, is, of course, bullshit. It wouldn't be the fact that uh, for two years you told kids that they could be at risk of COVID, so you put masks on them and you shut their schools down and you put tape around their playgrounds and you filled these skate parks <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with sand and uh, you canceled their sports leagues for the year. I mean, that, that went on in 2020. The safest things you could do is go to the beach and get some sun because, of course, you wanted this social distancing. You Nobody is piled up on top of each other at the beach, not even your own family. You want to be six feet apart anyways. So that's one of the safest things. And also playing sports, having your kids play soccer or softball or baseball. And instead, two years ago, we said, uh-uh, there's a mild cold that's out there. There's a mild cold, and we need to stop all of this right now. And you'll wonder why kids are obese. Well, they're also on their, yes, everybody knows that. They're obese because they're sitting on their asses on a couch playing video games and looking at iPads and iPhones all day. And, oh, it's climate change because now that means kids are going to be inside. No, this is what they've raised them in. They've scared all these Karen moms thinking that if their kids go to the playground, they're going to be raped by a, a pedophile, or I should say a map, a minor attracted person. We'll get into that later. It's not really going to happen. I understand caution, especially nowadays, but eh, and, and, the, and the playgrounds that there used to be a time when you fell off the swing set or you were hanging upside down on the monkey bars and you, you busted your tooth or you fell off and you hurt yourself. Now these playgrounds have these shaved rubber tires that they're they're lighter than pillows. So if you fell off the very top of a jungle gym, you're not going to be hurt. So kids can't experience that kind of pain that if you fell off, you go, oh, did you learn your lesson this time, douchebag? <laughs> nope. Okay. Then you fall off again and you scrape another thing or you break your ankle. You know, <clears throat> we don't have that. But I also don't see kids at playgrounds anymore. Not that I'm looking. Not that I'm out of my way looking for children on playground sets. 
but I also go by ball fields. And I grew up right down the street from a school in the town of Bedford, Ohio. And we had a school. This is a busing thing. The, the school that I can see out my window, I wouldn't have been allowed to go to because of busing. Because our neighborhood was, I guess, a little bit more white, which means the school district yeah, was a little bit better than the one across town. So when I was going to preschool and kindergarten, I would have had to have been shipped across town because they needed to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the boxes were all checked and everybody it was, uh, we were, instead of equality, it was equity. It was, uh, you know, 30 years ago now. But that school had a baseball field there. And every so often, my friends and I, we would get together, we'd play baseball in my backyard or in my other friend's backyard. But sometimes we'd want to get bold and go, let's, let's go to the ball field. Let's see if it's open today. Let's see if anyone's playing. And then <clears throat> we got our bats and our balls and our gloves and everything else we want to bring. <clears throat> and there's the older kids are playing. And you're, you're dejected and you go back and play in the backyard again. Or if there's nobody there, it's like, we're going to have a tournament. We're going to be there all day. I don't see kids playing sports. I don't even see kids playing basketball anymore. What's going on? What is going on in this this area? In my area, anywhere. Kids don't play anymore. It's almost like the... Do kids play on playgrounds or do they watch YouTube videos and TikTok videos of other kids playing on playgrounds? I don't get it. I really, really, really don't get it. But it's climate change, of course. So, you know, it's because it's really hot outside. This summer especially. We haven't had a lot of rain and... Uh, not cooler temperatures at all, so uh, it's the climate change. That's why kids aren't going anywhere. Okay, what was the excuse 10 years ago? What was the excuse 5 years ago? No, it's because we've given kids screens and parents are like, shut the fuck up. Here's a tablet. Go play on it. Here's video games. Hey, you can talk to your friends. You can put a headset on. You talk to your friend who lives next door to you. You know, you could be in your backyard playing baseball. I, I know I'm total get-off-my-lawn right now, but you can play play sports. You can actually play with your friend. Instead, you're playing video games in a basement on a headset in air conditioning while eating Doritos with your friend who lives 250 feet from you. Tony, you don't understand because you're not a parent. You're, you, you just don't get it. You don't get what's going on, and the kids could be... Uh, no, I... I, I don't care if I don't get it. This is how I view it. Yeah, it's one of those, oh, well, you, you're going to say that uh, when you were a kid that things were better? Yes. And so were when you were a kid. I mean, yes, kids have opportunities of playing video games. They can do anything they want. YouTube videos. For us, it was going to Blockbuster. That, hey, every so often we get a chance to go to Blockbuster and pick out a movie. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty hot today. But we liked being outside. We went to the pool. We went to the skate park. We played street hockey. We had rollerblades. Yes, kids. We had rollerblades in the 90s. Yes, they're very gay now, but they were kind of cool in like 1996. <laughs> but it's climate change. That's why. That's why kids aren't playing right now. Associated Press, Americans are less concerned now about how climate change might impact them personally and how their personal choices affect the climate than they were three years ago. Gee, what happened three years ago? What happened? Something, something happened like in the last three years as to why people stopped giving a fuck about climate change? Could it have been another thing they want to pin every blame on right now and COVID-19? Why, 
why are we not concerned about COVID right now? It's the same thing we're not concerned about climate change. It's because we have other things to deal with right now, like inflation, like gas prices, like how we're going to pay for a lot of this stuff, where everything is costing more. We are now paying the dividends. We are now paying, paying back the piper for the lockdowns and for all the... Remember those, uh, you know... $1,200 and $600 checks that you got from the government. Wasn't that cool? Yeah, I, I got a check. I used it to pay for the hotel and for the weekend at the, the Claridge at the Comedians of the Compound in Atlantic City a year and a half ago. That was cool. It was a cool weekend. Um, but now it's time to pay, pay the price, and we're doing that right now. Inflation is just a tax. It's a tax on everybody else right now. Yes, oh, it, oh companies, it's corporate greed that's causing this. Yeah, because corporations have never, ever been accused of being greedy up until like a year ago. You know, until that good, you know, the great president, Joe, Dark Brandon, Joe Biden is our president. Yeah, that's when all of a sudden these companies decide to be greedy. No, people are looking for why, how they're going to pay for things. They're, they haven't gotten raises at work. They haven't had that opportunity to make bonuses. Yet everything is costing more. So they're looking at their pay stubs and going, wait a second here. I, I'm not making more money, but I'm spending more money because everything costs more. So that's why we don't care about COVID. That's why we don't care about climate change. You know why we cared about those? Because we had a surplus of money and we had a surplus of time that we can start thinking about frivolous things that don't really concern us right now. Yeah, three years ago, we cared more about climate change. Why? Because there wasn't a pandemic that the response to it caused a massive in uptick in inflation. That's why. That is why. It's the economy, stupid. That's what it is. We don't care. <sighs> Good Lord. But speaking of inflation, we have the... Uh, it, the was it the Inflation Reduction Act, which, of course, we all know is not going to stop the inflation here our great president of course look at that how funny is this it's joe biden with chuck schumer schumer's at the podium biden's wearing his mask he takes his mask off and starts coughing into his hand with the mask off So now he's sitting there, licks his finger, gives, a, gives the pen to Joe Manchin, then he puts his mask back on to stand, and it looks like he's on edibles because he's just like, uh, who wants a pen? Hey, you, you want my pen? Anyone want a pen of science? So now he's shaking hands with everybody. Again, he just had COVID. He's got his mask on. He already coughed into his hand. Uh, it's just, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. I'll get to the more in the inflation stuff, but Tom Woods had a, was talking about this on a podcast last week. It was really, it, it put into perspective of the COVID stuff that it was perfect. He's like, I get angry when I see masks now. It's like, I, I get 
completely angry. And they're like, Tom, you're a libertarian. Shouldn't you let people do whatever they want? Oh, you want to wear a mask? You don't want to wear a mask. He's like, I don't feel that way anymore. It's like basically because what that mask represents is a time we should never, ever go back to in this country. Never. If we go back to that, we're sunk. And the, that mask represents 2020 and 2021 about mandates and restrictions and vaccine passports. And you can't work at your business unless you get this experimental shot in your arm. And you can't do this. And if you come to work without a mask, we are letting you go. And OSHA and this and that. And the complete government overreach because, of course, all those people. Oh, like the Pfizer CEO who just got COVID. <laughs> Christ unreal but I wanted to <clears throat> here's an interesting COVID thread I wanted to pull up here and I'm, I'm going to read it it's kind of long but I feel that it's a really important thing because this is going to get memory hold as your COVID warrior friends who have all their shots yet still got COVID they're going to start to forget about all those things of where a year ago where they're saying this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and Joe Biden was talking about how that if you are not vaccinated, this is going to be a winter of death and destruction. Paraphrasing. I forgot what the exact quote was. That's what he was saying in those days. And that's what everybody else. I mean, there was a one year ago in August of 2021, there were calls for firing people who were unvaccinated, that they didn't comply with the vaccine requirements of their business. And unless you had a pretty darn good reason for having some kind of exemption, whether it's a medical or religious exemption. And in a lot of ways, they threw the religious ones out the window, too. They're like, yeah, not good enough. No, no, not good enough. No. Or if it's a health thing, like if you're pregnant or you have pre-existing conditions that could be a real factor, and they're like, yeah, that's not good enough. No, nah. no, nah, it's either this. And this is their other thing, and I think I said this on last week's podcast. They're doing their semantics games. Like, no one forced you to get vaccinated. No one actually force the needle in your arm it's like you're playing semantics yes they did force you they they hung your career they hung your livelihood over your head if you didn't get this experimental which is not, is not a vaccine at all so this is a twitter thread i thought this was interesting politically homeless too this is what they call she calls herself on twitter den holistic mama a thread reg regarding the news of the CDC's new guidelines. Now, remember, the CDC has quietly dropped a lot of their stuff, like the basically admitting six feet is bullshit as far as the uh, social distance and everything else. And they're like, eh, you know, there's something to be said about natural immunity. You know, some of us said that like two plus years ago, but yeah, fuck those people, right? So she says, and, uh, a thread regarding the news of the CDC's new guidelines, in no particular order. I was not allowed to volunteer at my kids' schools for over a year because I wasn't vaccinated. A family refused to carpool with us because they said they were uncomfortable with their son sharing a car with us. We had been ratted out by a mutual friend who said to the other mom, Well, you do know they aren't vaccinated, right? Trust and shattered. We were uninvited by good friends to share a vacation house with them. A long-standing tradition was ended over a medical choice. They all got COVID anyway, of course. My daughter couldn't attend a theater production because her school's theater company, uh, with her school's theater company, because Denver Center rules. 
50% of the restaurants and many businesses in our neighborhood were off limits to us. I won't forget which ones. We had to eat ice-cold lunches out of a backpack huddled outside the uh, frozen outside with frozen hands when we skied at uh, some resort uh, because we weren't allowed inside the lodges. I could, I could never get warm. I bailed on the rest of the season after just two days of my uh, pass because it wasn't worth it. I wasn't allowed to stay in a hotel or eat any restaurant for a work trip to D.C. I had to cancel it altogether as it made travel there impossible. My husband, having trained already for six months, was banned from participating in an Ironman event. A group of friends told him over text that he was endangering them and their families and told them he couldn't stay in the Airbnb with them for a trip they had been planning. They no longer speak to him. I was called a conspiracy theorist by dear friends and was left in the dust by them socially. I would have given one of my kidneys to these friends. They cut me off over a vax that didn't stop transmission or infection. <clears throat> my teens experienced unbelievable amounts of stress regarding being found out by their peers for not being vaxxed. They usually lied and said they were, it, they were in order not to be shunned or called derogatory or bigoted term anti-vaxxer. I didn't blame them. We didn't book a trip to our friend's son's bar mitzvah in New York because we wouldn't have been able to be inside the venue. By the time New York City dropped the mandate, it was too late to book travel. I still wouldn't be allowed to work there because hashtag science. I was disinvited to annual women's fitness trip uh, to an annual women's fitness trip that I had been attending for years because of my personal medical choices. And despite already having had COVID, I was told I couldn't attend this one as long as the guidance doesn't change. How generous. Oh, and my husband was fired from his job at a Fortune 500 for not getting vaxxed despite the fact that he worked with 100% from home and offered two tests before any meeting or travel. This rule only applied to U.S. employees except for those uh, in Texas because hashtag science. So, yes, uh, I am seething a bit right now, having read the CDC's new guidance, knowing that this was the guidance that should have been all along, minus the ridiculous masking. I want apologies, and I want assurances that this won't happen again. I know that won't come through. And, of course, those new COVID guidelines from the CDC, they said those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus, and it is no longer rec recommended to screen those without symptoms. Never forget what they did. That's the theme of this podcast, not just today's, but overall, is that the powers that be are out there and they're out to get you. And it doesn't matter if you're Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, or anybody who's going to be targeted by these 87,000 IRS agents. They are after you. I don't want to rehash what I talked about in last week's podcast with talking about the CDC and the WHO and the IRS and CIA and FDA and all these other three-letter organizations, but they do not have your best interests. And you see what, with people being mad about what happened with the CDC, because when, when a lot of that stuff gets found out and people understand that basically everybody has gotten COVID right now, to the point where Dr. Fauci, Joe Biden, the CEO of Pfizer, and everybody else, and they all say the same thing, too. They all say, uh, today I have tested positive for COVID-19. I am vaccinated and boosted, and I am uh, experiencing mild symptoms, but I thank God for my vaccine, and you two should also choose to get vaccinated, whatever the case. 
And it's just this template that goes on and on. Obama had it earlier this year, and Biden, oh, I tested positive. I'm taking Paxlovid. I'm, they all got it. They're the same people two years ago that wanted you fired from jobs. They did, as, you, as I read in that thread. I mean, there, there are people that they unfollowed me on social media. They've blocked me. They, they don't associate with me. They, they've essentially cut me out of their lives because of my takes on COVID and George Floyd and everything the last couple of years. My takes on COVID have been extremely consistent, and they've been right. I'm not an epidemiologist. I have a podcast. I do stand-up sometimes. I worked in radio for 15 years. I know a little bit about some things. I'm not an expert. But how is it that I was so right and they were so wrong? But were they so wrong that they just, hey... Look, we all get things wrong, or were they diabolically wrong? And this was a divide-and-conquer tactic. It's absolutely what happened. So now your vaccinated and boosted friends don't talk to you, even though they've gotten COVID. How is that? And all those things mentioned in that thread of, because it wasn't just that, you know, you couldn't go to a concert because you didn't have a vaccine. It was, you couldn't go to a concert and you couldn't do anything in New York City unless you showed proof of vaccination. Now, I lied to my former employer. I don't know if they can, you know, legal action or anything. I, I, I don't think there's a statute of limitations. And plus all those people, again, who willingly rolled their sleeves up got COVID too. Sorry, I got COVID. I had it for a couple of days. I went to my pool. I got some sun. And I got over it pretty quick. And I'm not vaccinated. I didn't even take, I didn't even take anything other than ibuprofen. For a headache and, gosh, maybe a, I don't know, some decongestant. That was about it. I don't even know if it worked or not. But that's what happened to me. I had it for two days and it was done. You can hear it if you go back a year ago on my podcast. You kind of hear my scratchy throat. I kind of go, do I have COVID? I don't know. We'll see. And it turns out I did. Yeah, I lost sense of smell for, the taste was fine. Sense of smell for about two weeks and then it came back. It's okay. We all, we're all going to get this. We said this two years ago, but we had to shut society down. Now you want to know. So you, you wonder if people feel like they've been played. And I think the people who should be angrier, even angrier than I am, are the people who did have to get this shot. And they shut society down. And you still got COVID. But it's, they, what they did is they held it over your head. Oh, if you don't get this shot, we are firing you from your job. No questions asked. I think there should be some questions. And not only that, all those people should either be hired back or should get their asses sued. All those companies, if you fired somebody and then now you dropped your vaccine requirement, then fuck off. You should either get your job back or you should be liable. Absolutely. No questions asked. But there are, no, it's like, ah. Well, at the time, you know, science changed. Science has changed a lot. No, these were garbage vaccines. They're not actual vaccines. They were, at most, therapeutics, and at the worst, uh, I mean, they're, they're killing people. Oh, this uh, a mysterious illness. That's the new thing now. Remember SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome? There's actually a thing called SADS now, where you're just seeing adults drop dead. Sudden adult death syndrome adults dropping dead why i guess it was their time i guess i guess the good lord said it was your time 
really, I didn't know somebody who's 41, it was their time, who didn't really have too many medical problems before then, just dropping dead. It couldn't be from something they put in their arm a little bit that may have affected their heart. Like, I mean, Julio Lugo was a, you know, a middle infielder for the Boston Red Sox and the Houston Astros back in the day. He died at 46. What happened? I just dropped dead. I guess it was his time. Some heart thing. I don't know. We're not going to ask any questions? Nope, no questions asked. Nick DiPaolo said this yesterday. He said, isn't it kind of odd how they're not telling us? Like, there used to be a time when you found out what people died of, whether it was a random person on the street or a celebrity. And you're hearing, it's like, oh, mysterious illness. Any Anyone want to do a follow-up in the media? Nope. Nope. No follow-up. No. No, we're done here. No questions asked. Press conference over. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, th this is the other thing. I saw this pop up. Um, CDC now says prior infection now the same as vaccination. Which is not true. Not true. <laughs> yeah, this was... Uh, Let's see. Any pandemic management strategy relying on immunity from natural infections for COVID-19 is flawed. From Jon Snow Memorandum, signed by current CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. Um, July 18th of 2021, Dara Cass, MD. I am done with these people. This is malpractice and it is deadly. Something more needs to be done. They are not going to self-regulate. And Maggie Fox goes, just to be clear, no scientific study has found that natural immunity protects better than vaccination does. Just the opposite. The vaccines stimulate broader, long-lasting protection. <laughs> nope. That's misinformation. Ryan Marino, MD. I understand immunology well enough to know that natural immunity is a nonsense term used to promote anti-vaccine beliefs and not scientifically relevant. But thanks for your opinion, first name, bunch of numbers, October 2nd, 2021. I had my buddy was telling me that one time. He said, natural immunity lasts 60 to 90 days, and then you can get sick again. But this vaccine, now, this vaccine is weeks, if that that if you get your vaccine today, when I'm recording this on August 16th, you may be good till about Labor Day. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> natural, natural immunity? That works pretty well, we're finding out. Canada famous professor Timothy Caulfield, who pivoted from expert at debunking Gwyneth Paltrow to position himself as a COVID-19 expert. I'm hearing that natural immunity is better BS more and more. Some? Nope. E.g., recent CDC Gov study found that unvaccinated individuals are more than twice as likely to be reinfected than those who were fully vaccinated after initially contracting the virus. Yeah. This is Jennifer Gunter. Dr. Jen Gunter on Twitter says, Hi, Stan. <clears throat> Over 800,000 Americans have died trying to get natural immunity from COVID-19. Never mind uh, being all those who become disabled. Also, vaccine-induced immunity is superior. So yeah, maybe come at me with a different argument. <sighs> wow. Never forget what they did to you. What they did to us to split families up. There are families who still don't talk because of COVID stuff. Uh, Tom Woods had, uh, again, he had another podcast talking about that. Where there was a woman... I mean, there's a <clears throat> there's a guy who said my wife and I have been married for 50 years, 
and we would go out to dinner all the time. And, and I, by the way, I've heard a lot of these stories, too, that my wife and I used to go out to dinner all the time, and uh, we had a group of friends that we've known all our lives and do this, this, and this. Well, then when COVID started, the, the get-together stopped. It's like, we're, we're having a 50th anniversary, and we're going to have to have it at home because my wife just, all she does, if she leaves the house, she wears a mask everywhere and has bought into all the Fauci COVID propaganda. And it's tearing families apart. It's tearing loved ones apart and friends and relationships and workplace stuff. This happened. This happened to you and me. And this didn't happen too long ago. In fact, it's still going on right now. Don't let this happen anymore. Now, again, I'm very consistent when I've said this. Uh, for me, if you are disagreeing with me on COVID stuff, yet we can still be cordial and have a beer and enjoy ourselves, fine. I don't care. It's a political disagreement. It's a medical disagreement. It's a social disagreement. But if you're cutting me out of your life because of things that actually ended up turning out to be true, then yeah, just like that woman in that thread, I think there are some apologies that need to be made. You need to make some apologies for your behavior. But they're not. They're going to get worse. They're the same people who still mask in their cars. I saw a guy just today on a scooter wearing a mask. I saw a bicyclist wearing a mask. It's August 16th of 2022. This isn't March of 2020. But these people are living as if COVID is still a, a major threat. One of my coworkers talked about it that Chad knows, actually. Uh, he still wears a mask religiously. He hasn't done a comedy show in two years. It's been since COVID. And he's not going to go up anytime soon because he's that afraid of COVID. Uh you're a lunatic. It's we've we've now gotten past people being too careful. Look, I, I I get it. If you have a compromised immune system, your best bet is to probably not go to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert in Detroit with thirty thousand people there. Probably not your best idea. You probably want to limit your trips. You want to go to one place. That was my favorite thing during COVID. Is that uh, <clears throat> when I would see people wearing a mask in their car, and I'm like, why are you doing that? And they're like, well they're probably going grocery shopping and making another stop. And I'm like, well, wait, well, no, no, no. I was told you need to limit your stops here. I was told that if you're going grocery shopping, that's the only thing you should be doing that day. You shouldn't be doing anything that day other than grocery shopping to limit your exposure uh, and the exposure that you may have asymptomatically to other people by wearing a mask. So why are you wearing it in the car? Well, ultimately what it comes down to is people put it on in their car because they're afraid they're going to get it from their steering wheel. They're afraid that it's going to swoop in through the ventilation system in their car. They're afraid. They're afraid as soon as they walk out of their house, there's a hurricane of COVID, of germs that are swirling around in the air. That's why they wear it. They wear it on their bicycles because they've been brainwashed into thinking. We, we're, we're past the point of libertarian non-aggressive. Again, I'm not going to aggress on people. But we're past the point of, eh, let them live. If they want to wear a mask, go for it. Nope. They need to, we need to start shaming people. We need to start making people feel ashamed. And honestly, that's what I did in 2021. Is that even in 2022, or 2020 as well, is getting people acclimated to being around a crowd again and normalcy. My uh, future sister-in-law, uh, my brother's uh, fiance. She on her birthday we had a there was a big party, and a karaoke and we were at a bar, and this was still the time when they had mask mandates. 
and you would walk into the bar with the mask on, and you, of course, needed to wear the mask until you sat down. Then you could take it off and have your drinks, talk and crack jokes and sing and whatever. Then when you get up or have to go to the bathroom or getting another drink or leaving, you had to put your mask back on. It was complete theater. We all knew that. I knew that, of course. And it was so fun to be at her party where I walked in without a mask. No one said anything. Again, this is March of 2021. Now is when people are getting vaccinated. You know, the things that people thought they were they were going to work for them. And to see people walking in and kind of going, oh, there's people here. There's a lot of people here, and they're not wearing no. Oh, gosh. Luckily, now all those people have gotten COVID, vaccinated or unvaccinated. They have now walked in, and it's like, oh, I forgot this was kind of fun. My bachelor party was on Putin Bay. It's an island uh, which is it's nice during the daytime for kids and families. And then at night it turns into just a shit show, complete shit show. And people puking in the streets and fighting cops and stuff. But went to a pool bar, no masks, no social distancing. People are outside getting a tan, drinking beers. And I, a couple of my friends were like, Oh, I mean, I guess I'll do this for Tony because it's his. Uh, ultimately, I'm kind of a. You know what? It was fun, wasn't it? Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was a great time because it was normal. It was normalcy. We're not on Zoom right now. We're not doing Zoom happy hour. We're not doing wine with DeWine with our fucking diminutive governor who I hope loses. I don't care if a Democrat wins in Ohio. I hope fucking DeWine loses. We're not doing Google Meets and everything like that. Like, ooh, what are you drinking? Oh, well, this is a High Lie IPA. It's from Cigar City in uh, uh, Ybor City down outside of Tampa. Ooh, that's great. What about you? It's like, well, I'm drinking wine today. This is a uh, 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 this is a Pinot Noir. This is a ca- uh, uh, can't believe we did that. Now, I, I was pissed at the time, but we did, I, on this very laptop that I'm recording this podcast of talking to my friends and being so pissed off going why are we doing this i haven't seen you guys in two months and we're doing this as a hey what do you what's been going on uh, oh yeah okay oh here's my cat look i adopt found a cat in our neighborhood no let's not do that anymore let's not do any of that anymore let's not go back to covid that's why people aren't t- except i'm talking about it right now <laughs> Uh, you got to love. Uh, here's some more gaslighting, by the way. Here's here's Joe Biden, by the way, today. I to sign the Inflation Reduction Act in the law, one of the most significant laws in our history. Let me say from the start, with this law, the American people won and the special interests lost. The American people won and the special interests lost. We're in a session of, for a while, people doubted whether any of that was going to happen. But we are in a season of substance. This administration began amid a dark time in America. As Jim said, a once in a century pandemic, devastating joblessness, clear and present threats to democracy and the rule of law, doubts about America's future itself. And yet, we've not wavered, we've not flinched, and we've not given in. Instead, we're delivering results for the American people. We didn't tear down, we build up. We didn't look back not to sign the inflation reduction. Okay, that's enough of that. Delivering results shouldn't sound like... <laughs> what? Did you say dinner is sus? What are you talking about? 
octogenarian president uh, out of his mind. I mean, he is he is gone. He is gone right now. But of course, he's saying that it's the you know was it with this law the American people won and the special interests lost. No, they didn't. You are gaslighting. This is as Ian Miles Chong said. It's Orwellian. This might be the the single largest transfer of wealth from the middle class to the corporate and state interests since the pandemic policies bankrupted numerous small businesses. And that's true, of course. That's true. This is not going to reduce inflation. This is just putting more money in the pockets of donors and special interests. But they're gaslighting. They're going to tell you that, and they're going to show dark Brandon memes and talk about how cool our press... That propaganda of, of SNL making with Jim Carrey, with... Biden wearing the aviators and trying to make him like he's the cool grandpa. It's like, well, Trump is this, you know, orange asshole that's on, uh, is Alec Baldwin. We're going to, hey, freeze frame. I, I'm Joe Biden. I'm a cool guy. Look at my sunglasses. And I'm here. I'm going to be your president. I'm 46. 46. I may be 80, but I'm 46 right now. It's like, stop it. But they're they're trying to go like, well, you know, Joe Biden is quietly done a great job right now the Re- inflation reduction act and we've got this and you know he's helping people all while he had covid you know unlike donald trump who was just tweeting from his toilet and being racist and planning an insurrection joe biden you know he had covid and he was still working really was he was he working was he uh, yeah he's working so hard because we have to have a photo op of Kamala Harris watching CNN and being really concerned about something. By the way, uh, right around this time, actually, I think a year ago, I believe it was a year ago today, is the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. Now, I've gone on record to say the only thing I could have even at all thanked Joe Biden for and giving him any praise was pulling out of Afghanistan, another war we shouldn't have been in. It went way too long, shouldn't have been in in the first place. And yet he still fucked that up. Oh, my God. And then what's what's ended up happening is that things have really progressed in time. Um, and then, uh, speaking of uh, brown people, Salman Rushdie, apparently he's losing his eye, got stabbed in Lake Chautauqua. It's supposed to be there in about a month. And, uh... Lake Chautauqua area, which is western New York. And, uh, yeah, he got stabbed. He's losing an eye. He has nerve pain. Everything. You notice that story went away pretty quick, right? Because it didn't fit the narrative. Because I, you know damn well, when that story broke on Friday, they're like, white supremacist. <clears throat> and instead, it's, you know, you're talking about Ayatollah, and it didn't fit the media's narrative of white supremacy. So it's like, oh, that's sad what happened to Salman Rushdie. What a great person, and, you know, this and that. And we move on, because it's not like, come on, white supremacists, white supremacists, damn it, gosh darn it, we wanted it to land on that wheel, well fooey, goodness gracious, so yeah, we're, uh, we're in more weird times, weird times, but again, the theme of the podcast, don't, don't forget what they did to you, in, in many ways, but they're going to try and blame you, whether it's white flight out of Detroit or other areas and gentrification and cultural appropriation and all this other nonsense. Uh, 
you know, the American people, oh, oh, you didn't take this vaccine? Oh, well, then you will fire you from your job. Until it comes out that the American people who didn't take it were correct in their speculation, and that's why things have changed a lot. The American people, when they think for themselves, are the enemy of the deep state. That's what happens. That's why Merrick Garland is going after you. This isn't just Donald Trump. This is you. This is why the Patriot Act was created. It was not to spot uh, turban-wearing brown people. It was to spot you wearing a John Deere tractor hat. That's what was going on. Why do you, I mean, and the, the war on, I mean, look at the farmland. Who, Bill Gates, why is, why is Bill Gates and why are China buying up American farms? Does anyone want to look into that at all? No, no, we're just going to be docile and uh, talk about what's, tr- what's trending as I do this podcast right now. Let me see what's actually trending to see what people are actually talking about. Um, da, 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 da. They're talking about Gravity Falls which was a TV show on the Disney Channel like 10 years ago. So it seems like we're our priorities are straight. And we're talking about the director of Das Boot died. Uh, I don't know what Adventure Time, I'm assuming it's a Disney Channel show. And we'll, you know, just keep people just just entertain them a little bit. Just amuse them for a few minutes. That's all we have. They don't want American people getting upset and you know because then they'll call you an insurrectionist or a domestic terrorist how dare you how dare you want to you know make your voice heard i guess all right well i'm done i'm tired of this <laughs> thanks everyone for uh listening and subscribing on this fine fine podcast and uh thank you for listening and subscribing and uh yeah i will uh, be back with you on uh, hoping to do a football podcast and an ask me anything so yeah ask me anything and i'll do a podcast about it all righty and uh i will talk to you fine folks coming up on uh yeah i guess on thursday wait wait hang on i'm just downloading things anyways <laughs> i'm downloading my our tuesdays with tony today and putting it up immediately after this podcast all right thanks everybody take care now <laughs>